The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Welcome back to the A New Frontier campaign. It has been two months since we played this adventure, and we're happy to be back. This episode airs on the 23rd of December, and we'd like to wish you... Happy Holidays! Enjoy the podcast! Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Check us out on Facebook. Say hi to us there. We'd really appreciate it. Hey, we are back after many, many episodes off. We're back to a new frontier. That's our Dungeon World campaign set in the world of Paradisi. We'll jump back into the action in a few moments after we talk to who is here to start the morning. Who's first? This guy. Hey, it's Chris. I'm playing Uriel, the light in your darkness. Human uh-huh. emulator. I like oh, that. That's nice. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. It's Santa Mike. And he, brought all, to, he brought all three of his hosts. Coming to bring you Laramie Bernstein <laughs> out into Josia. Just like you asked for. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris said he was the light in the darkness. Who's the darkness? I don't know. Or the cultist. <laughs> There is no darkness. You want to say hi? There's no cult. No darkness, only <laughs> blood. This is this is Bridget <clears throat> playing the cleric. The non-cult cleric. The, the cultless. Yeah, I have no cult. Cult-free. I don't know what you're talking it's a cult-free about. cult-free zone. Uh, and I am Joe. I am the I game master. I didn't say my name. Say that's my name? okay. Okay. I what? said it's Bridget, and I'm playing the cleric, Lenore. I you said Lenore. Say it again. Lenore. Thanks. Lenore. I'm still Joe. Both the Raven. I'm the yeah. That's funny right there. I know. <laughs> um, and and I'm still the game master for this Dungeon World campaign that we're calling a new frontier. Um, just as a heads up, Kurt is not here yet, but he'll be joining us. Might be in the beginning of this or in the middle of this episode, the beginning of the next one. We'll see. In the meantime, I'm going to give us a quick recap, and we'll jump back into the action. When we last left our heroish party mm-hmm. heroish we're very heroic <laughs> like that. that's a new word for me i like that <laughs> i'm so happy with myself um we were in the um the volcano mount dumas um our characters had found their way into the volcano which looks like it was set up um by dwarves to be a forge uh, actually a place for dwarves to live but there's a forge there the um characters found their way to the forge area passing a griffin along the way, who uh, henceforth will be known as possibly Charlie. Charlie. Charlie the griffin. And (laughs) after finding the forge area, they heard the voice of what turned out to be a half-giant in the next room. After talking to the giant for a few minutes, determining he was evil, and the giant not necessarily knowing what was going on, they decided that uh, they would grab him by the throat, magically speaking, and uh, plunge a flaming sword through it. So this poor giant, I say poor giant, of course, because it's the character I'm playing. Uh-huh. Um, this poor giant uh, screamed his death rattle, and then we heard the griffin uh, from the hall behind shrieking out, um, I'll say in fury, because that's what it actually is, uh, from behind them, and that's where we ended the last episode. Does anyone want to add any notes onto that before we pick it up, or how you want to start reacting to that that turn of events? I think we're just going to wait and see what happens. Well, I mean, Laramie really wants to be Charlie's friend, <coughs> so he is he's definitely going to pull his shield. Yeah. It is nice and gold and matches the scales on the back of the griffin. Yeah. Uh, and then he's going to be like, all right, I'm going to go talk to it. <laughs> and he wants to run off down the hallway. Lenore? Um, that that 100-yard stare. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we don't know what's going on yet. No. It, it doesn't feel great. Okay. They have, you know, Charlie in the evil factory. But... Um, <laughs> okay. At so least maybe we've got rid of the evil part of the factory. As everybody turns to see Laramie running off, um, as he runs, there's uh, Laramie. There's this feeling from inside your torso, like something is being ripped out. And 
everyone else can see this, it, there is a um, what looks like a rib bone glowing and, and floating that kind of flies out of Laramie. <laughs> and it hits Breton in the side of the head and knocks him out down in the forge room. And it goes past where you guys are to where the half-giant's body is starting to just kind of dissipate into the ground. It, it's just fading away. And the, the rib bone comes up in midair, and you start to see the shape of something demonic forming around it. Ugh. Laramie, I told you to not eat ribs before you go to bed. <laughs> but it's so delicious. <laughs> I can't help myself. Spicy ribs. Yeah. Now, just as a reminder for those who may not remember, we did an episode, a side adventure, where there was the whole bad paladin thing uh, that was trying to summon a demon. And when Laramie threw himself into the soul well, yeah. uh, and then you guys returned the bones of the demon back to the order, they said, oh, there's only 12 here. There should have been 13. Well, Oh, Laramie ate it. Great. Well, good job. Well, in a it. way, soul wells do odd things to you. Yeah. When you throw yourself into them. Yeah. All right, how about host. next time we don't go You want to tell us something, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it it it's complicated. <laughs> and as soon as you see that shape start to form, the griffin goes back to a non-shrieking state. More like the calm watcher that it was when you arrived. So it looks like evil must exist here, no matter what. <clears throat> well, what what's the shape like? Um, I think like Balrog at about fifteen feet tall. Oof. Definitely <laughs> a demon. So wings, uh, long tail, big, you know, hulking arms, and it, it looks like it's just taking form. Like it's probably going to take some time. Mm. <clears throat> huh? You say? Mm. Huh? Doesn't bode well for us. I mean, maybe there's a way to stop him before he totally gets formed up. Try to destroy the rib. Is the, can I still see the rib, or is it completely? So you go from a, a half giant to a demon. Once you defeat the demon, what's coming next? Right. Dragon, <laughs> the littler, the littler demon. Uh, littler? You yeah. think it's going to get smaller? It's going to get smaller. I think it's going to that. It's going to break in half, and then it'll be two demons, yeah. and then there'll be four demons. <laughs> wow. I'm going to go out on a limb here as the GM and say that the evil's going to get bigger and bigger as you keep destroying it. Okay, so how about we How about we not? <laughs> I don't know. It's Let's kinda, not and say we did. <laughs> we want to see how, how <laughs> big we this get is the, <laughs> this. is the cage match episode. Yeah. Let's not. Uh, Let's say we did. Can we, we should, like contain it then? Well, kind of like the half giant, it will be contained where it is. Yeah, it couldn't get out of the rooms because yeah. it too, was too big. But it's waiting for whatever it needs to forge some weapon. Although I don't know what this thing's going to do, but it might be waiting for the same thing. Yeah, a weapon of evil that right. we don't want him to make. Perhaps we should pick up Breton and make a, uh, a retreat. And How about we take away all its toys so it can't make anything bad? <laughs> well, remember, one of the big points here is this is a place of... Call it true neutrality. Both right. good and evil have to exist. And that's part of the symbol, the many-pointed star that right. has amorphous good and evil. You can't pin down the good or the evil in it. It's always both. Um, and that goes back to the symbol you found on the underground menagerie under um, Herak, the, uh, the hybrid animals and creatures and all that stuff. The symbol was found in Jolly Gerald's Forge. Mm -hmm. That was one of, the one of the things that led you in this direction. So this um, may, and I say may because I'm not going to put it canon yet, but this just may be a process that needs to continue. Good and evil need to alternate here. And part of that seems to be what Gerald was looking for, um, that ultimate weapon that he, right. it's not like the ultimate weapon in the world, but the thing that Gerald wanted yeah. done. So um, it's possible he was waiting his time in the fires of Mount Dumas. What if we uh, like collapse the entrance to this room, and then he can forge all he wants in a room that no one can get in? No, I don't think it's going to work like that. Well, it, what if we kill the Griffin, and then it comes back bigger? You could not kill and then, Charlie. Then you can ride it out of here. And no, and then and then good could be a little bit better, a little bit bigger than yeah, the evil. It'll just be a balance. And then the demon will get bigger too. Good. It does seem though that the Griffin is a watcher. It just makes sure that the balance is maintained here. That's its job. Okay. 
So when you guys disturbed the balance, until the balance was remade by pulling out man's rib and making a demon, which is kind of like what happened in the Bible, I think. Yeah. Um, What's a Bible? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, when that happened, the griffin went back to a neutral state. Like it doesn't it it, it let like you guys o- through Oklahoma? It doesn't yeah, it went to Oklahoma. <laughs> it doesn't or Sweden. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> care who's here as long as there's balance. Right. But right now evil is supposed to exist here. Because we're not saying the griffin's good, the griffin's just neutral. He's just hanging out making sure the balance is made. It is the watcher. But right now it's supposed evil is supposed to be here. So I was trying to Maybe yeah, I can stamp go that out. Let me go talk to work. the Griffin. Sure. And then we can get the Griffin to leave with us, and then I can have a Griffin buddy, and then we just, like, blow up the volcano or something so like that. You but, know the Griffin can understand you. You just yeah. can't understand it. That's fine. And Breton, who I'm is currently persuasive. unconscious, um, was, was able a, to understand barely. weird words and stuff from the Griffin, but not really a good stream of consciousness, so to speak. <clears throat> but you can go tell the Griffin anything you yeah, want. I'll go talk to Charlie. Well, let's, I'm going to pick up Brett. Let's at least get out of this room before this demon's completely formed and gets really upset. Yeah. At least yeah, he's like probably that. just going to hang out in there and wait for whatever he's supposed to wait yeah. for. So the, um, the I have no problem with you putting like a name tag on the griffin or something yeah. either because it wouldn't object uh-huh. in case that matters to you, that everyone knows his name is Charlie. Well, I mean. I'm okay with fine. that. <laughs> but yeah, I go up to Charlie and I'm Can we just name him Merv? <laughs> yes. Yes. I almost spit. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, you're welcome. I go up to Charlie. I'm like, <laughs> Charlie, uh, I know you're just doing your job, but but mission's over. Now it's time to come on with us. We can give you a nice little place back at the the temple. We can put you in the old clock tower, and uh, I'll feed you some rabbits. It'll be delightful, and you should just yeah. come on with us and don't worry about this. Because you've done a good job, and it's all done. <laughs> and what people who are, who are listening don't see is Mike's giving that little, you know, arm motion with the fist of, come on, buddy, Everybody, we can do yeah. this. Yeah, uh-huh. we got it. Um, insofar as the blank stare and big saucer unblinking eyes of the griffin can express anything, you sense a sadness. Oh, sweet boy. We'll even get your eyes fixed. We got, <laughs> oh, we got a great optometrist back at the, uh, the, the temple. Drops. You should probably stop talking. Oh. <laughs> how how about ask him, ask him this? Ask him if he could show us around this, uh, I don't know what you'd call this place, this the mountain, but it's like it used to be a, a dwarven uh, home. Yeah. See if there's a place where there is there like a like a a room with maybe some history, like either books or writings on a wall that might have the history of the place. A library. Uh, something we can make sense out of this, because obviously evil must exist here, so us trying to like defeat whatever gets created in that, that forging room is going to work out for us. So there's got to be something else we need to look at. All right, Charlie, uh, <laughs> my friend Uriel here would like to, uh, to go to a library. <laughs> can you take us to a library? Um, the griffin just starts padding down the hall. Right. And and when I say padding, remember the, one of the ways I described it. Uh, some of the footprints earlier was the griffin kind of swoops down and its its claws just barely touch the ground. It kind of hovers that way. It's walking, but it looks like it doesn't need to. It could just hover there, but maybe right. it's just something it likes to do. So cool. its nails or claws uh, tap the ground as it moves along, and it just goes. Right. There you right. go. Follow. Follow. All right. Come on, cloud. I got Bretton over my shoulder. <laughs> So after you um, follow him for about a half a minute or so, you're walking along and you get into the mountain and there's caverns um, that go through the actual structure. Uh, you pass by several rooms that just look like their entrances have been destroyed. Like there were looters at some point. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, looters. So you, you walk past, and almost everything is of dwarven make. So people really had to bash down the stone doors inside. There is um, furniture hewn out of the stone itself. So like it looks like a couch and a bed, but they're cut out of the rock. So they're, cool. they're made. everything is made to fit there. People didn't have to move in. They just made the room the way they yeah. wanted. Uh, no, nobody had to carry furniture in. And you're not uh, carrying it out. Yep. <laughs> so... You see a lot of it, um, probably angry looters have bashed down the, the, the backs of the chairs that just you know, come right out of the floor. Um, the, 
anything that that would have been of value is gone. You find things like scraps of cloth and leather, pieces of stuff that aren't really of value. And you see this on several rooms as you, that you go by. And then you get to this one spot where the griffin stops and just looks at um, what is uh, the highest uh, doorway you've seen since you've been here. It's about an eight-foot-tall doorway, and it's arched over the top. And you can see right in it, there are glowing runes in the door itself and around the archway all the way to the floor. And, um, excuse me, there isn't even a chip here in the rock like anybody tried to bash it. Or it's resistant to such a thing. And that's where Charlie just stops and looks at the door, turns to look at Laramie, and then starts walking back away. Ooh, does it say, speak, friend, and enter? <laughs> <laughs> you got the right picture. It that's yeah. the right visual. But no, it just has runes. I don't know if anybody here can read runes. I don't know. That would be kind of a spout lorish thing, if anything. Which is intelligence. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm intelligent. Who goes spout me some lore? And anyone and everyone well, not can really. read, of course. Wait I'm a not a smart man, but I do know how to read runes, <laughs> perhaps? And remember, too, you can also use it as aid. You can aid each other. I got a uh, 10, so I might be able to pick up something. Ten. You know, as he, as he rolled that, it just made me think of something. Did anybody write down how many chips they may have had from last time? Should we have any have chips on the table? I have one experience point listed, so I would just have one. I have, I have none. <clears throat> Let me grab this, and I'll put it on the table. These are always way heavier than I think they're going to be. Um, all right. So you got 10 plus? Yes. Nice. Just right out uh, of 10. So for that spout law, um, you are sure, although you can't read them or... Uh, or necessarily activate the runes, you are sure you have seen this somewhere before. And this is always useful for me because Uriel doesn't remember anything from the past. So this memory just jumps to right, you. Right, stuff starts to open up. Yes. You know? yeah. So this yeah. memory jumps to you of a time where you, you see yourself in this picture. Uh, in your mind, you see yourself. And I'm going to say it's a picture. It's like a painting on the wall. You see your, yourself, the back of you, you, you've got these little like puffs of, of smoke coming up from your shoulders like you just did something that required you to immolate. And around you are people about two-thirds your height, and they're all their, their backs are, t are to the picture itself. So it's a painting of you standing in front of a door that looks exactly like this. Mm. You've been here or somewhere like it before, and you had dwarves around you all completely clad in uh, dwarven armor and holding axes. Is this door made out of stone, you said, or is it a wooden door? It's all stone. Okay. Everything in here is stone unless it had to be wood. Or metal, I should say. Gotcha. Is there any yeah. uh, keyhole or whatever? Or not necessarily. Yes, like there, a there actually is. Right in the middle of the door, there's an indent in the shape of the star. I'll put my gold symbol in there, see if it fits. It does. Right, but it doesn't do anything. I'll heat it up. Oh, um, you heat it up and you can feel the door like it's shuddering, but not quite moving. Twist it. Bop it. <laughs> Slap it. Smack it. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Do a little Wait, it is hot. <laughs> now, because of your good spout lore roll, I will also add in that as a place of balance, one thing might not work. If you're using heat, you might also need yeah. something else. And since the star itself represents good and evil and you're using hot, you might right. go towards the opposite of hot. got anything kind of chill? Yeah, but what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. Well, supposedly the griffin, <laughs> right, cold. the griffin was cold to the touch. He probably can't help us. What do you guys got? You guys got anything? Rain. Um, blood. It's, not, it's still warm. It's, it's not it's, always the solution. It's thicker than water, but... So it probably can't freeze, but it could go... Who's dragging Breton? I'm he just curious. Is. I was dragging him, but yeah. I, I would have had to set him down. For I'm just, I'm sitting on I him. Just think it, He's like cloud a piece of furniture right yeah. now. Right. <laughs> He's sitting on I don't, you know, because of the the way that Kurt has played Cloud, I don't think Cloud would mind somebody sitting on Breton. <laughs> kind of a stubborn dog yeah. kind of thing. Just like yeah. it. Cloud Serves you right. Exactly. Yeah. You sit now, punk. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I mean, everything is stone, so I was looking for something, <laughs> something soft to sit on. Yeah, no. Yeah. 
dwarves weren't much for comfortableness. So I'm sitting on him. <clears throat> I'm keeping him from going anywhere. <laughs> I don't want him to accidentally levitate. Who has adventuring gear? Can I use the a vial of holy water? Is that cool enough? Maybe. I don't know. Well, what I'm looking for is somebody to use up a resource. Oh yeah, whatever right. it may be. So if you've got adventuring, I gear, have holy water. If you have adventuring gear, yeah. mark one use of adventuring gear, and you have just like a cold piece of iron or something in your uh, backpack. Uh, second drawer is where all the writing implements are. Yeah, but you're not plugged into anything right now, so you can. Mike has one for you too. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so mark off a use of adventuring gear, and so you add hot and cold together, yeah. and then the door opens and it looks indeed like a library where everything every piece of furniture again is out of stone so there are uh, counters around the outside of the room there is uh, a single wooden and metal thing in the room and that is the um, the stair uh, not the stair the ladder that is that rolls along the outside wall and this is four layers high now four layers high for dwarves but four layers high so maybe about 20 feet and um, there are books on every shelf. Every square inch is taken up by books. And every one of them looks like it's part of a small collection. So there's maybe a thousand Encyclopedia Britannicas around this room. Right. Uh, it's a big enough room that it goes up about 25 feet, and it's about 40 feet deep and 30 feet wide. Lots of space in here. Looks like it was entirely for studying and recording information. Right, in the far end is a table that would have been standing height for a dwarf. It is. Um, it still has books open, and at that table is a dwarven skeleton that just looks like it died standing there. Wow. <clears throat> and a book open in front of it. All right, so we'll drag Breton in, get Cloud in. I want to shut the door so nobody's sneaking up on us. So we have some time to look at things. Um, okay. I want to start looking around the room, either shelves or the walls, for that symbol first before I start looking at any books. That's what I want to do first to see if I notice the symbol in a specific spot or spots. So the way it works out, as a, call it a rectangle room, um, where you came in, there's nothing on that wall. So when you turn around to the door, it's just the blank wall with the door. The rest of three sides of the room, one side of the room, Um, We'll just say when you walked in, it's the right side. The right side of the room has stars on every one of the book, the same symbol with half as many points. In Laramie, you realize everything on that side of the room is evil. And when you look on the other side of the room, every book has stars with half as many points, and that side is not evil because Laramie can only tell evil. You can assume what it is. And then straight ahead behind the dwarven skeleton at uh, at the table are books that have all of the points in the star. And those are the amorphous good evil somewhere between 50 and 20, 15 and 20 points. Gotcha. All right. So evil books, good <laughs> books. Right in the middle. Middle books. I want to see what book is so important that he died reading it. So I want to see what the book is that he is like. When you approach, about. you see he was writing not reading. There's actually Ooh. a quill there in his hand, and he was halfway down a page. Um, what are the chances anyone here can read Dwarven? There might be a little chance for me, only because of the whole forging yeah, thing. I might, I might have come across know, it more. Now you know more in more your more. past, right. you were either here or somewhere like it before. Right, that's sure. true. So it's yeah. possible. Does anybody think they might know enough to <laughs> aid Uriel? I mean... Laramie travels a lot, so he might know bits and pieces yeah. enough to maybe help. Like, Does he have any dwarf friends? I mean, I would imagine. Like, you don't have to imagine. You could just say it is or isn't. I mean, I would say there's probably <laughs> some dwarves in the in the order. That's what I was going to so, say. Yeah. 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 Possible. Okay. So I'll, 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 yeah. hey, um, and what I'd like to do, because I don't think we have any bonds, right? We do. You, you do? Okay. I thought overall we did. I don't have any with him. Okay. So, what... Oh, it's all right. We already told the listeners that you might be showing up. So Kurt just walked in, and at some point he may pick up his mic and join this episode because we're only halfway through. Um, But, Mike, here's what I want to say. If you can name the dwarf and how he might have showed you some of the language, you can get another plus one. Just make sure you write it down. All right. So uh, back when I was hanging out at that one dwarven city, um, 
Oh, uh, if you said that, now you got to give me the name of the city too. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, but you you did it. Fildergard. Fildergard. Fildergard sounds good. What does that start with? What letter? Fildergard. F. F. Okay. Uh I was hanging out with this this guy, um, uh, Baron Rome Knuckle. Rome Knuckle. Rome Knuckle. Rome Knuckle. Okay. And uh, we were hanging out in a bar, and and it got to that point where. You're hanging out with people, and you're like, oh, what is this in your language? <laughs> and, so you start uh, saying that? And so, so I know a lot of the uh, things that are in a bar for, <laughs> so for dwarves. I, I could see the whole night is how you say mug, how you say beer. How you, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. So that's, that's mostly right. what he knows. So add a plus one, plus whatever you had for a bond. Okay. So that's two. I don't mind making up rules as we go. Of course not. All right, so that's uh, nine. Nine, so that'll give um, Chris an extra plus one for his role for Uriel here in Spout Lore. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, see if I can pull this off. Oh, oh, oh no. What does that, oh, does that get you up to a six? No. Gets you up uh, to I'd five? Have, yeah. <laughs> so take another chip. Good. Um, Man, I, I think your bar talks were just not yeah. helping me out here. I don't need to know wench and all I'm that stuff. I'm pretty sure that that is the word <laughs> and for she's whiskey got a right there. Great <laughs> piece of land. So you've got a thousand page book with 900 pages written, and you got the word whiskey on uh-huh. 200 of the pages, <laughs> right. apparently. Yeah. Whatever that means. I can't. This guy's handwriting's a mess. Yeah. All I can all make sweet. out is. Oh. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. More than the doctor. He must have first. died while writing it. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> I mean, that's all I get. Does it yeah. seem to look like a journal? Though it's more of a journal. Does it have like a like a date? We might have like dates on it, maybe, and it's not. Well, let me make a note because <coughs> you guys were examining what was going on when you um, looked at the book on the back on the binding of the book. This was an evil book. Oh, okay. ah. he's writing in he's an, in a more. book that counts as evil. Let's put it that way. Hmm. Probably important stuff in here. <laughs> oh. So at this point, at this point, before you go further, Kurt, go ahead and turn turn your microphone on, and excuse me, and I'm going to give you a quick recap of where you are right now. Oh, Can you remind uh, me my character's name? Yeah, Breton. And I'll, I'll yeah, stop sitting on you now. Breton and now, conveniently, watch. you can play some amnesia because of the way I did this. The last thing you remember, you're waking up right now, and the last thing you remember before was. Um, you were in the, the chamber with the half-giant, and Lenore had did a whole person, held him by the throat. You guys had decided he was evil, and Uriel plunged a flaming sword through him. He died. The griffin shrieked, and when that happened, Laramie turned to head towards where the griffin was, and you saw this, this the, like spectral rib float out of Laramie into the other room, or, and it hit you, and you fell unconscious. And now you're waking up in a dwarven library with these guys next to a dwarven skeleton uh, looking through this book. Um, yeah, and I was sitting on you to keep and you Cloud's safe. Cloud's licking your face, probably. Have you been yeah. carrying me around the whole time? I was, yeah. Dragged. Well, you not were too far. dragged, yeah. half, half carried, half yeah. dragged, sat upon, mm-hmm. dragged some more, <clears throat> sat upon again. <laughs> oh, my God. My head is killing me. Holy gosh. <laughs> he might have hit that doorway coming through. And now because you're waking up <laughs> this, I'll quickly redescribe the room you're in. You're in what looks clearly like a library. All of the furniture is made out of the stone of the mountain itself. Like the room is carved out of the mountain. Uh, the only thing in the room that wasn't carved out of the mountain is the, the ladder that they use to get around the books. They're, the books are four shelves high, and the ladder is wooden and metal. On the, In the room... When you wake up and you see one side of the room has half of that symbol that represents balance with a lot of stars on it, but that symbol only has half of the stars on one side of the room. That has been identified as Laramie at the evil side. The other side has half of the stars, not evil, and then the middle of the room where there is a tall table, tall for dwarves, and a dwarven skeleton there, and you can see them rifling through a book that the dwarven skeleton was standing at. That part of the room has the full symbol of full balance. So that's what you're waking up to see as these guys are arguing over if this word means whiskey or wench. But it definitely starts with a dwarven W, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely dorm W. <laughs> definitely. Um, so you could be as disoriented as you want because I played it right into Kurt. 
Oh, hey. Uh, welcome <laughs> yeah. back, Breton. Lenore was sitting on you because every piece of furniture is stone. <laughs> it's so hard and unforgiving, so I was just... Hey, how I'm, you doing? I'm so hard? No, 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 no. You were the cushion. You're the cushiony nice thing in the in the room. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. are you are you calling me soft and yeah. flabby? No, no. I'm in just, a dwarven city, you are the softest thing. Oh. I'm just nicely rested now. Thank you. How are you doing? How's your head? I have no idea what's going on. Welcome to the club. Yeah. You speak? Wow. Can you read dwarven? Dwarven? Yeah. Only when I'm really drunk. Out. Anybody got any booze? How about semi-conscious? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, sorry. We could, uh, hit, we could hit you some more about the head, and that might work <laughs> out. <laughs> That's kind of funny right there. Um, Dwarven is not really my forte. I'm a little better with Goblin. I'm a little bit better with Draconic. Those dwarves, they're, they're well, an odd bunch. Dwarven isn't apparently anybody's forte. You could take a stab at it. But the idea was the dwarven skeleton looks like it was writing in this book when it must have died in place, and there was just a skeleton there with a quill next to its hand, and this book was being written in at the time. Are we sure he was writing dwarvish? Um, we are sure insofar as it was a dwarf doing it, and nobody seems to understand it yet. How about that? Maybe it was an evil dwarf, and he's writing in abyssal. This wasn't one of the books clearly marked with an evil symbol. Oh, God, my head hurts. I mean, I got a backup plan. Yeah, I, I can try to speak with the dead. Laramie, I missed the mellifluent sound of your voice while I was unconscious. <laughs> oh, I it know. Is so soothing so, yeah, and so righteous. I'm down with the speak with dead thing. That's, that's a good idea. <laughs> Interesting. Um, let's read it, and let's remind us what we do with that. In speaking with the dead, a corpse converses with you briefly. It will answer any three questions you pose to it to the best of its knowledge it had in life and the knowledge it gained in death. Okay. That sounds like you're about to cast a spell. Yes, absolutely. Let's try it. What does it look like, when, it look like sound like, smell like, when Laramie casts um, Speak with the Dead? Is I, there like a sulfurous smell or I anything? I feel like I've done it before but i don't remember um i think he just sort of waves his hands over it and there's sort of like this this darkness that sets into because it's like the only real sort of almost necromantic thing that he does Mm -hmm. so it's like this darkness that he's like saved up (laughs) that goes down into (laughs) it and then for a couple seconds the thing can speak let me i'm not gonna lie and I'm going to talk like you because that's uh-huh. I just slide that's in. That's what he has to do. Way to do it. Yeah. The, uh, being able to talk with dead people is so much cooler than just being able to track wild animals. <laughs> I, I, I know it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I like I like what yeah. you got going on over there. Because when you're just tracking something, it's he hard got, to do that ventriloquist thing where you just stick your hand in the uh-huh. corpse and make them out. He got hit in the head pretty hard. I mean, dead he people. That. He can talk to dead people so hard he doesn't even remember his stats. <laughs> I remember I'm a ranger. <laughs> Thought my name was Seamus, but that must have been a different ranger. <laughs> Is that why you asked? We should totally start calling you Seamus. So for our listeners... It's been a long time. Yeah, our, our <laughs> listeners know you haven't heard Kurt in seven episodes, I think. Probably. So it's been a while. So you haven't heard Kurt for almost two months. And he's back. And we're very I, happy back. to have him I'm back. I'm in full force. <laughs> and we're back. All right. Let's All right. cast that spell, yeah. Laramie. Roll big, roll big. Yeah. Oh. Dang. Uh, that's an 11 on the dice. Okay. So you failed. And um, <laughs> All right. So the when you do this, do you expect the thing to animate, or do you just hear it yourself? Is everyone else going to hear what goes on, or is it just something Laramie has with the spirit? I want to say that it's probably everyone. Okay. Oh, it's puppet time. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, the skull like perks up. So what will happen here is the... Um, like, sorry, Joe, to interrupt yeah. you, but can this be like one of the skeletons from Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride at Disney World? I can't help you there because I don't yeah, know Yeah, we have it. no reference yeah, for that. I'm sorry. It's just a funny talking skeleton. In that case, absolutely. So what I'm, going to, what I'm going to say happens, you can tell me if it fits. How about that? Um, the way it works is it was um, the skeleton was kind of hunched over the table because it was there writing. And when when you 
successfully cast and that darkness comes out of your hands that you're waving over the skeleton, only the skull lifts up and the rest of it stays down. So the skull like disconnects from the skeleton and it kind of floats right at your eye level. And it's looking at you insofar as, you know, eye sockets can look at you. Um, and it, it just looks like it's waiting. All right. Uh, what, what did we come here for? <laughs> Don't ask me. Well, we need information because, okay, our position is there's something evil here. It's supposed to be here, but obviously we're not down with that. Um, but how do we stop? Because it's going to forge some type of weapon to do some bad stuff, so we need to figure out how to stop that. Or do we have to wait? We could always ask, do we need to wait for this weapon to be created before we can you know, make a play to stop anything? Because we're trying to preempt everything, right? All right. Or do we need to wait to a certain time, and then do we have to let the bad thing come to pass before we can do anything about it? All right. Sounds good. Now, how many questions do you get? I get three. Okay. Thousand. Which in uh, Dwarvish is Setenta. See, he knows dwarf. <laughs> well, he knows how to speak no, it. He can't read, read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge difference. It's, it's a casual understanding, yeah. Uh, hello, sir. I am uh, Laramie Bernsteel, a paladin of Josia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the sad news to tell you that, that you are a deceased member of our society. <laughs> uh, but I, I have the ability to ask you a few questions, and I'm hoping you could help us out. So my first question is, uh, there is a, a great evil in your forge, and we're, I'm wondering if you have any idea of how to get it out of the forge or stop them. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Mike, I have to say no. For that answer, no. The answer is no. How? How? Because this guy in in life had no idea. Okay. But if he's writing something in the evil book, yeah, maybe he doesn't think that evil is really evil. Maybe he thinks evil is good. And he doesn't understand what you mean. So or or he's seeing how to, as just how a, to make things evil, well, and he's then he'll tell you the way. opposite. He's seeing it as a part of nature where it's not necessarily evil or good. It just is. It just is. Possibly. <clears throat> There's nothing. Nothing you've seen so far indicates to you that the dwarves were keepers of neutrality. <clears throat> nor do you see anything that said they were evil. You haven't walked by any, you know, sacrifice rooms and, <laughs> you know, kill all the good people rooms. They just seem like dwarves that lived here and just happened to have an archaically, um, uh, well, that's wrong, wrong word, um, a magically protected library. So some people clearly knew about the whole good and evil thing, but that didn't seem to be the, the motif of the rest of the dwarven uh, city under the mountain, mountain. Have I this mentioned is, how cool it is that Laramie can talk to dead dudes? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned once or twice. All right, um, Britain, why don't you go play with the dog? Because there's like <laughs> apparently though this weapon needs to be created here. Can we ask him something about that? Like what would be created, or why does it need to be created here? Or what I don't know. Like what would their benefit be? Well, I, I don't know. I'm like just spitballing here. I'm kind of. Thinking, this guy might be like, well, it's before. I don't know what you're talking about. I was thinking, I like, if this guy's focused on the books, like, is there a book in here that would help? The, the dwarf says, you? you should really plan your questions before you speak with the dead. <laughs> well, you've you got nothing but time, <laughs> sir. <laughs> you're not going anywhere, buddy. That isn't winning you any points. Or do we want to ask him what, yes, I don't know if we want to ask him what's... Um, I guess we'll we'll try one. Um, sure. And remember, you can recast a spell too. It's not like oh, that's true. Th- this is all you get. So, uh, sir, do you have any uh, books in here that would help us in in combating evil? Um. All right. So the hand holding the quill drops it, and it just lifts up and points at the good side of the room. All of that. Okay, that's that's real specific. That was that's helpful. Right. That's okay. Um. <laughs> it's only about five hundred books on that side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I can. The dwarves re- are brief. I mean, now I we should ask him for the best book. Yeah. Now I can recast this. This 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 will <laughs> just be a question for, for good old Laramie. <laughs> uh, but how uh, old are you? 
Sir, do you have any books in here that would allow me to uh, let a griffin that is uh, magically uh, linked to this place nice. uh, make it able to be uh, released from its its burden? Um, the simple answer, I guess, would be um, the Watcher is bound here. It cannot exist outside. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm real sad That's it for him nah, nah. I guess he, his head just like slumps is back now yeah. Is Laramie looking for a pet? Yeah, he wants that I just want to say pet. Charlie <laughs> He's named it Charlie Well, I uh, guess, I mean, looking at it from Charlie's perspective If you did anything to him other than what he is You wouldn't be saving him, you'd be harming him If you let him go about his business that's kind of what he is. What He's if not I gave trapped. him a new business? It's his existence. You'd have to find another another watcher, perhaps. That could be a quest that Laramie goes on. Think about that from the paladin perspective. He may go on a quest to find a replacement for Charlie. I'm so jazzed up, I just split that cashew in half with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something to think about, whether it be for now or for future. You may go on a quest to replace Charlie. Okay. Because paladins go on quests, it's an important thing for them. It's one of their starting moves. Um, is there anything... Uh, do we just look at the good books, or do we... I think we need to look at both, because, I mean, if this is... What if it's a history of what's happened here? Yeah. Like this whole, all right, the bad books are like when the evil showed up and did stuff, okay, and that's, that's a history, and then the, we might need to look at both to kind of see, like, what, what has happened here in the past and might predict what's going to happen soon. Okay. But we can't read. The problem is we can't read this. That's the big well, issue. Well, the first one you went to was the one the dwarf was was writing. Right. So it just turns out that one's in Dwarvish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you look at the other books around, they're written in every conceivable language you could think of. Mm. And they appear to be dated for millennia past. There are books before you thought the world was created. Wow. Ooh, look, um, and there's one book here called Google Translate. <laughs> What is this you have Google? to put the other book inside of it mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what happens. And, uh, you know, it just comes out all up. So amongst them and the languages that you guys do understand and can read, the, uh, what you gather is, over the years, um, this place, uh, the library itself, has moved from location to location around Perindisi itself. Yes. And... This is where it currently rests. And in this place, what's being made is, uh, you find it in a lot of different places, and we'll put it in air quotes, the weapon. It's, ca- it's capitalized. The T and the W are capitalized every time. It's not given a name. What you can see through time is other things that have been created and documented in this library are the book and the vessel and the timepiece, and you find a lot of does like that, and these things are apparently neutrality devices uh, that are created wherever the library is currently stored. What you can't get, unfortunately, because nobody is able to read the Dwarvish, is what the current, the current task of evil in this place. But the reign of the library is with evil right now. And... Um, all you can tell, maybe in the most recent good book, is um, the dwarves are here to prepare the forge. Okay. And now, it, apparently at the end of that book, it is now it is time for evil to reign again. And apparently the dwarf was writing about the evil, and the evil may have just showed up. <laughs> yeah. That's what you can guess out of what's there. But I wanted to leave it kind of generic when, when I talk about the things right. so that we can leave that open if somebody's looking for a, a quote, the thing, whatever it is. Like a, the Zoraika amulet that may be something you already have that's in, what was it, a blood ruby or something? Mm-hmm. That, that special one? Mm. Right. There are things like that throughout the world that help apparently represent good. And you find little diagrams of different things, but nothing that's concrete, nothing that tells you exactly what or where it is. Because perhaps that would upset the balance. Mm. If you know exactly where to find things of true balance, that might upset the balance. Who knows? Especially if you're not 
completely neutral yourself. Did anyone here pick neutral as an alignment? I did. Okay. I think. I don't um, know what the. I think I don't Trillium have a neutral. had. She There's was lawful. Concerned with neutral. Yeah. Okay. I don't have neutral as an option. Okay. I was just curious if, that, like if I anyone neutral, had that. I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> <laughs> Most Kurt characters seem like they're pretty neutral. Pretty yeah. neutral. <laughs> I'm very lawful, rarely yeah. lawful, and very rarely truly good. He's um definitely optimistic. Kurt plays optimistic characters. I, I try to enjoy life. You okay. know, but right now I got a hell of a headache. For <laughs> kicks, I'm going to take my very special blood symbol. Yeah. And I'm going to see if I can look at the the way that the points of the symbol are arranged and see if yeah. there's a book that has a similar or very close arrangement to that and see just for kicks. Yes. See if you it, find one on the good side. Okay. And that book is written in a language you don't quite understand. Oh, well. You could try and figure it out, perhaps. Are but you able to uh, commune with, with your god, though, to get information like that or not? Ali just bit my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> is there blood? Is that a cult thing? <laughs> is that a cult I thing? I was going to say, with blood, yeah. you can definitely read that book. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Just spit on it a little bit. And, I mean, you could come up with a way of how you might be able to read a book. I'll, I'll talk for a little so you can recover from the tongue biting. Yeah. And um, the the important part being the the book you found. So uh, remember, in in the neutral symbol, it's kind of amorphous. The the, the number of points change mm-hmm. in the good and evil swap. But on the good side, there's a fixed number of of points, and on the bad side, there's a fixed number of opposite points. So you're able to match up yours, and now <coughs> it looks like you're the order of Zoraika is four points. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at the drawing you made here on the little piece of paper. Um, you do find the one book that has that. And it matches exactly the way that it would hang. So the points are straight right. up and down, left and right. There are other four-pointed ones that are cattywampus. They're off. Right? So they, uh, the, you, you found one that matched. And you do find uh, the word Zoraika in the book. But it looks like, I don't know, it's, like it's li- written in a language... Say you had 26 letters in your alphabet. It's written in a language that had the same, that had 26 letters, but they're out of order. It's almost like cryptographic, but the same letters, just a different language, a different usage of those letters. Hmm. So it's, it's definitely not okay. something that looks right. Kind of like uh, Pig Latin, but not that simple. The words aren't the same, but the letters are the same. So I wouldn't be able to figure it out. Anyway. Oh, you might. It, it I mean, could you be might something be that you would have learned in the not cult. I don't learn anything in not cults. <laughs> so just regular cults. Yeah, only in the cult, right? Yeah. Exactly. I learn stuff when I'm in the cult. In the cult. In the cult. So might you spout some lore from your character's knowledge? I might. You might. Does anybody else what? know about the cult? I mean, the damn it, the order. I was going to say, they, they're pretty oh. keeping stuff I mean, on the lowdown for Zerika. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, let's yeah. see what you got. You got a, uh, no. Oop. What's that on no. the dice? That's a three. One of them isn't a one. That's good. Um, and you got plus one for intelligence, so that brings it straight up to four. Mm. All the way up to four. So, go ahead and grab a chip. That's because these, these weren't matched. That's some quality experience right there. That is. It's quality. I have to find different <laughs> ones. Can't read. Um, Apparently, there are a bunch of literates running around here. So you don't quite make out what's there, but it, it, from what you can tell, there is a clear indication that this book implicates, implicates, it might be the wrong word, in, in, I don't it know. Implicates is good for a cult. It reference. is. There's no, That's right, no. Re- reference, but um, <laughs> Zoraika is listed throughout the book in the spelling that you're familiar with. Okay. Did any of these books have... Uh, Either illustrations or any kind. Do they have like pictures? A, a craft <laughs> book. That, no, that we might get a little bit of information of like what a scene might be or something that, that might give us a little bit of a story. We could try to glean something from it. Uh, uh, all right, so I guess let's go back to the one the dwarf was writing. Further <clears throat> back in the book, there are a couple of pages where, um, yeah, I'll say it because I like the way this is going to sound to my uh, head. Um, in one of the pages, you see what looks like a rough sketch of um, four people and a dog killing a giant. Mm. 
And then on the next page, you see um, fire and brimstone and a, a, a demon forming. And that's close to the spot where the dwarf is currently writing. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like so, that book. Oh, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he is creating the future, and we can just write ourselves in the book and just be like, hey, this is how it happened. Like, <laughs> I can oh. write dwarvish, I just can't read it. And that... <laughs> That guy never showed up and didn't want to do it. And story over. And story and over. Scene. And we all yeah. got barbecue back. <laughs> we all ate Joe's, Joe's ribs. So. I like the barbecue thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's not bad. I mean, you can try to write in the book. Yeah, try. yeah. I mean, maybe it doesn't have to be in Dorvin. Maybe just well, no, because they're all different languages. Yeah, yeah. Books have different languages. So we could try to rewrite, literally rewrite the history. I, I, I am going to treat this as a defy danger role for whoever is going to do the writing, and you're going to tell me if you think you're going to be smart or wise in your writing, because that's what I'm going to look for. Because it's going to be one or the other, intelligence or wisdom. I mean, I think I think my my friend Lenore would probably be the best to write. Well, she knows book. how to write. Like, I can like, wisdom like the I heck can write out of a it. story, but yeah. Yeah, mostly it's stuff my kids would like. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I'll, I'll let you you take okay. a, a tackle at it. Just as a reminder, in case you don't remember, um, you are writing in the Book of Evil, and evil is apparently the current state in right. Mount Dumas. Okay. So you choose what you write, but um, make sure you know that. Okay. And there's a griffin that is very concerned with balance. Charlie okay. is his name. So, we so you guys decide what you want to do. Just do like a happy, happily ever after, and they went all. They all went to have barbecue. The demon decide to go skinny dipping in the lava flow and party over. Well, let's put it this way: know. if you just write happily ever after in the book of evil, does that mean evil lives happily ever yeah, after? Yeah. Think of it that way. Um, and how about <laughs> good and evil remained in a perfect, unending balance for all eternity that could never be disturbed by anything ever. And nobody else has and tried no to write that ever. in the last 4,000 years. But that doesn't sound like fun. You've got to have some conflict. Yeah, I'm okay with it. But you like to suffer. Maybe you could just There's be like... There's a difference between evil and suffering. And suffering just describe an evil weapon that's not so bad that we could probably destroy. Oh... It was an evil, a uh, cursed pet rock. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty damn funny. It would be the it, rock. It well, had you eyes. You name it Dwayne. It had eyes that... Because <laughs> the giant was waiting for some, something to show up so he could forge a weapon. So yes. I don't, he needed ingredients or I don't know. Or he needed part of a weapon to complete the, I don't know, to finish it off. I don't know, kind of thing. Yeah, you got you guys interrupted the flow of of uh, balance. I mean, you can also just say, "Oh, he made a knife, and then he put that knife in a box that no one could ever disturb, and then that box is just stored away in somewhere that won't hurt anyone." The end. And they all went out for barbecue. They all went out for barbecue. <laughs> I'm liking the barbecue thing. I am. Just a bunch of salty nuts on the table. <laughs> um, I mean, I put so, it there. So. I mean, yeah. I, I'll roll to write. I want to know what you're writing. Well, I have no idea. I'm just writing what they tell me. Well, I want to know what it is. It's going to end with, and they all went out for barbecue. We have full faith in you. <laughs> all right, so we got the ending. We need yeah. the middle area. Well, that's why I, I said, and, and everything was in perfect balance for all eternity that could never be disturbed by anything ever for any reason. Ever. <laughs> Are we able to look at some of these other books to see how things played out where evil reigned and then what happened to it? Was it defeated by good? Because, evil or is it reigned. a certain amount? Of, does it seem like there's a, always a certain amount of time? Evil gets uh, this much time, good gets this much time, and it's always equal, or is it different all the time? It is an equal amount of time, but the amount of time changes. So good and evil may have a year, or they may have 100 years, or they may have 500 years. But it's the same amount of time. Right. And there are preparations made for when, um, when evil shows up at the end of good's time, good stops. There's no transition. It's just good stops, evil starts. And at the end of evil's time, evil stops, good starts. 
And um, from what you gather, based on the way you read the other books, this may be the first time good didn't get out in time because the dwarf shouldn't have been writing. It looks like all the other books are finished. And he should have been um, finished with the book before he uh, was extinguished. Sounds like the balance was upset then. Mm-hmm. Although maybe you don't have to, maybe you just have to put an ending on it. Maybe you just have to be like, and the hero showed up and they stopped it and now it's good time. Now it's barbecue. So and the, then we the good barbecue. side book before this evil one was a five-year book, by the way. So this evil one may have been a five-year book. Uh, however, as far as anybody knows, the dwarves haven't been here for hundreds of yeah. years. So there's something wonky. So evil's not taking its turn. Leave it to evil. What well, it needs to, though. <laughs> yeah, evil's trying. It's trying to take its turn. Evil, and it, yeah. And it yeah. needs to. It needs to take its Pe- turn. People keep showing up and stabbing the giant. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, it probably started out like some little goblin dude, and then it just, you know, <laughs> it just kept showing up and it just kept getting better. It was actually an evil amoeba yeah. to start. Yeah. Somebody actually stepped on him. Escalation. It's an arms race between good and evil. Betweens? Betweens? Good and evil. All right, so does a skeleton. Yeah. Does he look like he took damage someplace? It looks got- like he just um, went from non-skeleton to skeleton. Like, if he died, he wouldn't have been standing there dying. Right. He probably would have fallen to the floor or something. He just went from being to skeleton. Like that, okay. apparently. Magical means, possibly. Yeah. Mm. Or evil magical means. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. So evil showed up, maybe even early. Oh, we're, we're early. We're going to start this party. Or good hung around too long. One or the other. Well, there isn't an even split like the last 4,000 years of history in these books that you're able to find. This one was off. Something was off. And I will make mention. I'm sure mention, we did it. I will make mention, too, that you guys had a run-in with a bad dwarf recently, too. Right. I say recently as in Drummond. for the people in this room, like six months ago. Mm. But <laughs> recently in the story, yeah, Drummond was a bad dwarf. And we know he was a bad guy. Mm. No question about it. Yeah, he possibly knows what's going on. You could always write in there that the, uh, yeah, I mean, you could technically write in that we usher in the new era of goodness, you know. Are we bringing goodness or? Well, it's time for evil to show up. Yeah, that's. What I, I guess thought. that's the other thing I should mention. It looks like good writes the evil books and evil writes the good books. <laughs> that's interesting. Okay, yeah. so that's the, why the dwarf, the dwarf is writing the evil book, and it's all about what evil's doing next. Can we hurry up and check out the middle ground books to see if there's anything weird with those? Since they're both, they're good, like neutral. In that, How those work out? In those books, it is almost always tales of... I say almost always because you can't read all of them, so right. you're not sure. Um, they are tales of the things, you know, the quote-unquote, mm. the capital the. Uh, those things out in the world. So once they were created, what did they do? So okay. the timepiece helped slow down time for the balance of <clears throat> nature for the druid one time. So can we find anything about her symbol or about my magical tongs or anything like that? Or even the symbol I have I'm carrying? The symbol itself is just the symbol of balance. Okay. So it doesn't have any innate properties in and of itself. The symbol of Zoraika, however, is, um, is balance insofar as you bring suffering to where there is not suffering. And there is a balance there. So there's nothing much more descriptive than that. But it was still on a good book. Right. Right, because they are, as an order, as Zoraika, Zoraika isn't about hurting people. Zoraika is about helping people. But in order to help the people, you have to find the people who are suffering. So it's kind of like you seek out people that are afflicted with evil, and that makes you feel better while you make them feel better. Plus, evil writes the good books. So yeah. There's I, that. I mean, you could just be like, okay, and evil showed up, and the, the heroes vanquished him. And then the new evil guy showed up to write more books. And his name <laughs> was Dean Koontz. <laughs> <laughs> he writes lots of evil. You should also write in there that the the four people with the dog can read all languages. You should put that in the book. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, you can write whatever you want in there. I yeah. <clears throat> I just want a couple of sentences because it might that not go take, with the role. You might start writing and it doesn't take. 
I, yeah. I mean, who knows? We might be doing this for the wrong way. I mean, it's worth a shot. So you're going to write it. What you going to write? I'm writing what they say. I don't. I, I, I don't a even. A lot of stuff now. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I know there's barbecue. Um, I'm okay with the end being, and they and all, they went, all out went out for barbecue. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. So, the four heroes and a dog mm-hmm. showed up and showed and up and got rid of vanquished evil. Evil. And and, and, we and had chicken wings. Not Charlie. Barbecue. Griffin, Griffin, Griffin barbecue. barbecue. There you go. Something wrong with Griffin barbecue, except for the Griffin, I suppose. Oh. Uh, before that, Griffin, the uh, barbecue part, mm-hmm. did you write in the book that, that the Watcher was let free of his duties? Oh, that could be a bad thing. Uh, yeah, we want the Watcher to watch until you go get another Watcher. So, okay. So there's a Watcher <laughs> that has to stay watching until a Paladin goes and gets another Watcher to relieve the other Watcher, who is a Griffin, and the other Griffin will go with the paladin. I mean, you could just say and that the watcher shows up if if what you're writing makes things happen. Yeah, but he's going to be bound to whatever I, the. We this is going to be like another 500 thing. pages yeah. book. He's going to be bound to whatever place holds the library and like whatever needs to happen. Well, let me, let me I missed a lot while I was out, but someone here really wants a griffin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> you are. Let me make a point here. You're on the last page of the book. You can't write any more than the last page of the oh, book. You got to write really small. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. Or we could just big barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the bees is back. I, said, <laughs> I just. I think it's good, good and evil. I missed the whole barbecue thing. Balance. I assume you're making the flame pit and you're handling. Oh, well, we got a lava flow going. And I'm in the meantime, I'm trying to good and evil, stay in balance. Nobody blows up anything. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You are writing in an evil book, though. Keep that in mind. So, evil was stopped, and good took over. For now, you want to write that, and then they went to barbecue, and then they went and had barbecue. That sounds fine. Evil okay. was stopped. Good took over. They went to barbecue. Yeah. All right. Let's try it. <clears throat> yes. Twelve on the dice. I wrote the heck out of that page, even um, though I have no idea what language campaign. it was. <laughs> Good took over. They went for. Barbecue. <laughs> we all look around. We're sitting okay. in the barbecue restaurant. <laughs> like, um, you write that. Uh, after you write it, the book closes itself and goes up and makes its own space on the evil side at the end and inserts itself there. Sweet. A blank book shows up on the um, on the the table and it opens to the first page. And it is it has the good marking on the binding. All right, mission accomplished. Good deal. Supposedly. Now what? Now we're gonna go have barbecue. <laughs> now? Well, if we said we vanquished evil, then we need to go do that. Last or, I recall, it no, we happened. just it just we happened. We, we just need said. to verify. Well, all right. We need to verify. Trust well, but I, verify. Let's go check on that uh Balrog thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you open the door and you are not where you were you're underground somewhere else though it's just a natural cavern the door opens and in front of you are just stalactites stalagmites and as far as you can see with the light coming out of the room it's just an open cavern that you're in so we still look behind us, library, forward, yeah. some cave. Okay, we have to remember where we are, because we may be the only ones now that know where this is. Well, so it's like, going to change, like the, you know, the library yeah, always but, moves. But we might be the, the ones who made it move, instead oh, of somebody totally else did. who we was supposed the, to yeah. make it move. Now we have we should be well aware of where we are. And the, dead, the skeleton boy was the guy that was probably supposed to make it move originally. Yeah. I'm just but saying, I think we're the first people that know where we are. I almost want to, like, you had cast that spell and ask him, like, hey, how, what was, you know, the means to your demise? Okay. I mean, we can ask. Just to see if there was, like, some 
Was yeah. a drum, you know, because Drummond could, he's old, he's probably a couple hundred years old. He, he could have did it, could have been somebody else, some wizard or something. Mm-hmm. Or the wizard we knew with the symbols and stuff. Yeah. Although, like, it had the stuff that we just did, like, minutes before that in the book. Yeah, so, but we like, can't read was, that. Yeah, but he was like. You're, you're looking at pictures, like crude drawings. Yeah. yeah. Like, it had the picture of you stabbing that thing. Right, and but it didn't have anything like, on him, though. It didn't have anything on the dwarf. I don't right. know. I'm just trying to get more information. But, like, if if he doesn't write as a skeleton, he was killed, like, seconds before we, we walked that. in the door. Possibly. Uh, we could go talk to him. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, if we, if we can get... I mean, we might as well try it before sure. we take off. As soon as that door closes, I don't know if we can get back in. Here. I'm just okay. saying. Um, yeah, I'll, <clears> I'll try it again. All right, that's an 11. Wow. Nice. You guys are rolling. Heat. Yeah, not not always. So, when you do that, the skull levitates back up, and it says, ask me in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Wrap this one up. He knows. He does. He does does everything. It's like balance and all that stuff. But in the meantime, we'll wrap this one up, and we can all say, see you later. Bye. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.